This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Maxwell Frost made news last week when he won the Democratic primary for Florida's 10th congressional district. At 25, he's poised to become the first Gen Z member of Congress. And Maxwell joins us now on Let's Go There. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is so exciting. Huge. Uh, yes. Huge. I, this is the beginning of a long career for you, I'm sure. <laughs> and I feel like we'll look back at this interview and be like, we remember him when. But what's the past week been like for you and all these headlines? I'm sure it's been a lot. It, it has been a lot. It's been like intense. It's been uh, exciting. It's been it, kind of everything, right? It's like it's like that movie, everything all at once. Or, you know, it's just like so many feelings. But you know, the the top paramount feeling is of gratitude for my community, gratitude for the people who a lot of folks who put their lives on hold to like knock doors, make phone calls, and ensure that we'd be successful here. So just so much gratitude to my community and the people who believe in me and who currently believe in me in the campaign we ran. I love that. It brings us so much hope here at Channel Q. Now, I know that your district uh, includes Pulse Nightclub, and you've gone on record to say that you're more than an ally. You're you're a partner to the LGBTQ community. Uh, expound on that. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I think, and, and yeah, I mean, right now, currently in my campaign office, which is like less than 10 minutes away from Pulse Nightclub, where we lost 49 angels due to bigotry, due to homophobia, to hate and for me it's important that we have folks in office and congress and positions of leadership across this country who yes are going to be more than just allies to marginalized communities and to especially our lgbtq plus family and siblings here um, but be real partners and be real accomplices in the fight and so what that means is you know i, I always say what shows the true strength of a movement is not what you're doing when it's in the news and when everyone cares, but what you're doing when, you know, it's not in the news and when the real work is happening. And for me, that's how we're going to, you know, achieve justice for all marginalized communities, especially our queer brothers, sisters, and siblings. And so it's fighting in Congress for the legislation we need, but it's also being here and protesting when needed. And it's also being an active member of the community as an accomplice and an ally in the fight. Um, and, it, and it means, you know, being a, mem- being a part of the culture, right? Like just understanding everything, um, I think, is important when we talk about advocating with and for communities. Definitely. And with that, you are in a state that has been 
harsh and traumatic to say the least for the queer community. How do you plan on protecting LGBTQ folks, specifically queer youth in Florida and, you know, in a state where you have someone like DeSantis? Yeah, well, I mean, we need to ensure that we are fighting for bold transformational protections at the federal level. So, yes, that means the Equality Act, ensuring that I mean, I don't know why the Equality Act isn't law right now. Right. Like we need to make sure that we get that passed. But aside from that as well, we need to also ensure that we're being creative and we got to think about states where uh, we have, you know, marginalized communities living in that are run by people like DeSantis, uh, especially like here in Florida. You know, he has done he has targeted schools and is looking to erase trans folks or looking to erase queer people um, from our classrooms and silencing them. How do we work with the Department of Education? How do we craft legislation that protects our children, trans kids um, uh, uh, in these environments? And I think a lot of times people lose sight of what folks in other states are going through. And we need to look at us as, you know, we're all part of this grand mosaic of humanity. We are all connected. Our struggles are connected. And for me, it's knowing that um, and pushing forward. So we need to pass legislation to protect kids. We need to pass legislation to protect, um, you know, adults. And sometimes we got to get creative in the way that we do that. Now, do you feel any pressure? Because I've seen you be called, you know, the the future of the Democratic Party. And I know that you're the first uh, Gen Z, you know, first member of Gen Z that's posed to be in, you know, in Congress. Do you feel any pressure with with all of these titles <coughs> that people are thrusting on uh, and, and expectations that people are thrusting onto you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's a sense of that, but I'll say more than that is that I try my best to push back, right? I am, you know, I, I get a lot of DMs from people and uh, thank you all, love everybody so much and all <laughs> the love they're giving me, like, please don't take what I'm about to say wrong. But, you know, people who hit me up and say, like, you're going to save us, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And what I like to be is I like to be clear and direct with folks. I'm not a savior. Um, me alone I, I like me alone isn't going to get us tomorrow the bull transformational change we need. I am one in 435 people. Mm. Now, I don't say that to diminish the moment or what we worked for because this is a historic moment. But I, but I really hope people, folks know, though, is that it's not just about one person. It's about a greater movement. And even though, yes, like my Angelo says, like I come as one, I stand as 10,000. Mm-hmm. We need to work at getting those 10,000 in the halls of Congress. Not, not literally, but you know what I mean. Okay? I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're, yeah, e- either way. Yeah, we, we need to work at getting folks uh, elected in the halls of Congress, uh, uh, state legislatures. We need to get folks in county commissions. And, you know, it's really important to me. And so either way, like my election alone will not get us what we need. But it is mm-hmm. a small part of a big puzzle. And I'm honored to play that part. We want to know more about your campaign and your plans. You actually outraised your nearest opponent. Uh, opponent more than two to one with 1.5 million as of August. What was your strategy there? That's a pretty big number. Well, you know, and and I'll also say uh, we, you know, we had 1.5 million raised by that last report and by election night when it was called, we had raised 2 million. And, you know, that's really a, a testament to the team we built. I'll be honest, when we first started this campaign, uh, I was not raising money <laughs> like mm-hmm. we needed to. And so we had to take a step back and figure out, like, how do we how do we do this thing? Because the traditional way is not working for this, like, young black Latino 25 uh, year old organizer. And so uh, we you know decided to involve our volunteers in it. 
we decided to figure out how do we take organizing components to raise money. And so there's something called call time, so people know. And something I want to do over the next few months, too, is work to destigmatize and really show people how campaigns work. So there's something called call time is where candidates call donors or potential donors and just pitch yourself. It's kind of like you're a telemarketer, like not going to lie. It's like that. It's, it's kind of like that. And, you know, you get people hanging up on you, you get people who like you, and sometimes you get people who donate. And it's just calling those folks and making a pitch for your campaign or your candidacy. Um, but the thing is that you can never control what, how people are going to react to you or your story, but you can control the amount of calls you can make. And as someone who's been an organizer for many, many years on campaigns, I know that you want to get as many calls out as possible. So I started having friends come over, literally like five to ten friends a night. I'd entice them with a few bottles of wine. Um, and, uh, we would just sit around a table and everyone would just be dialing, literally dialing down these lists. And what it allowed us to do is it allowed us to do the work of a week in a day. And this is what I did 40 hours a week for a year to raise the money we needed. We also had a very, uh, a really, uh, intense and good digital program texting and emailing to get out there and just want to shout out grassroots analytics which is our digital firm with all young people who really helped dig in with me and so, so what cool. i would like to say is we didn't raise money we organized the money mm-hmm. i'm interested in knowing as someone who's on the ground there in florida i'm reading an article about you on the hill right now where it says that you campaigned against gun violence and, and you know for abortion rights in organizations like march for our lives and the american civil liberties union i'm interested in knowing in your view, what is the political climate like there? Because I don't live in Florida, but I got to tell you, every headline that comes out of Florida seems as if, you know, it's it's anti-woman, it's anti-LGBTQ. But I mean, you're making history on the Democratic side. So what would you say it's like there? Well, you know, we are much like any other state, right? I know there's a lot of the memes about Florida and everything, oh, but, yes. you know, <laughs> But we are really a beautiful state um, of so many different types of people, working class people just crying out for help and relief and who are just looking to live their best lives. Right. Um, and we are such a bed here of culture and music and art and just so much beautiful things going on. I obviously love my city, and but I love Florida as a whole. And um, I think, you know, it's really unfortunate that we have a governor who is a dictator, who is fascist and who is scapegoating the most vulnerable communities for every single issue he's failed to solve. I mean, he's more interested in running for president than running the state. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what gets you to this place where this past year he has said, you know what, if you're having a problem, guess what? It's the fault of our queer uh, queer folks. You're having a problem, it's trans folks. You're having a problem, it's black folks. You're having a problem, it's immigrants. Mm-hmm. And that scapegoating of vulnerable communities is what creates harm both, you know, emotionally, culturally, and actual physical harm that will translate to the death of people in this state. We have to be very honest and blunt about it. But what it also does is paint a picture of an entire state because of the governor. And what I always tell people is, listen to me, every statewide election here is close, right? I mean, it was like 30,000 votes from Andrew Gillum to Ron DeSantis. We're not a state that's like, you know, do not let DeSantis, you know, you know, that's he doesn't represent everyone here. And that's obvious with my election in this race. I am in the heart of Florida. And we just elected a Gen Z, you know, black Latino members of Congress who is an accomplice to the LGBTQ plus community and marginalized communities all around. And so what I want folks to realize is we're not a state that needs to be, you know, made. I mean, you know, make your memes and stuff like I love jokes, but we're a state that needs uh, more resources 
and yeah. more organizing, not less. Yeah. Where can people find more and support what you're up to, by the way? Yeah, people can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Maxwell Frost FL. That's M-A-X-W-E-L-L. F-R-O-S-T-F-L. Um, and you can also check out my website, frostforcongress.com. I will say I still have a general election. I'm going up against someone who believes that, uh, you know, our LGBTQ plus community should not be able to marry. And in, in a community like Orlando, that's disqualifying. So if you want to donate to help us out, it could be really helpful. You can go to frostforcongress.com. I always say whether it's, you know, no donation's too small and no donation is certainly too big. But technically, there is a donation that's too big. There's a limit. But either way, you know, folks who want to go to my website, they, they can help donate. All right. Amazing. Well, that was Maxwell, Maxwell Frost. Thank you so much. Really best of luck. Yes. We look forward to talking to you more in the future. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. You too. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 